0: jump for the tips. four hours, my total earnings are an expired Applebee's coupon. A sweater that smells like racism. It's exactly your sad. Oh. Deliver for meal basin. It's outside our zone. I'll do it. Are you ready to make an investment in your future? Yes! Are you ready to take back what you are owed? Yes! Are you ready to fully commit yourself to Satan?
1: Yes. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Pekovich and this is episode number 239. Releasing in the US on September 6th in theaters on demand and digital is Satanic Panic, a horror comedy that follows the bloody misadventures of a pizza delivery girl who must survive the night from a group of elite Satanists, Satanists who want to conjure a demon but need a virgin to do so. A perfect blend of pitch black comedy and blood-curling horrors, Satanic Panic is directed by burgeoning filmmaker Chelsea Stardust, who I'm happy to say joins me now on the podcast. Chelsea, I thank you very much for joining me today.
0: Thank you so much for having me, and that is a great elevator pitch I may steal that. <laughs>
1: oh, please, please go ahead. I mean... This is such a big year for you. 2019 is really the year you've made your mark. Uh, two films, um, you had a film out on the Into the Dark Horror Anthology series. It's on Hulu. But now we're talking about Satanic Panic. What's it like to be out there this year uh, plugging two films and talking about um, what I'm sure is to be the start of a long career for you? Um, well, it's incredible. It's
0: incredible. Um, it's also exhausting, but I just call that champagne problems. Um I'd rather have two movies than no movies. Um <laughs> uh it's been um quite the roller coaster ride. It it I, I have not stopped working um since the end of two thousand seventeen because that's when I started prepping the first movie, and then that rolled right into Satanic Panic, and then I was finishing both movies at once and then Destroy came out May first. Satanic Panic started the festival run, and I'm just going to be with you know keep keeping up all the Satanic Panic momentum basically until the Blu-ray comes out um, later this year. So, uh, and it's really cool having done my first movie direct to streaming, you know, on Hulu, and to have this movie get you know the full festival run. We still have eight more festivals to go, um, plus you know theatrical, VOD, digital HD. Um, so I'm. It, you know experiencing two totally different release patterns um and it's been uh really awesome and, and a totally wild ride but i am a hundred percent here for it
1: well let's talk about satanic panic now this movie um is the story was by ted gagan and scripted by gary Hendricks. they both work on uh mohawk how did that script come its way to you were you already working on all that we destroy when you got um word about satanic panic
0: uh, yes. So I first found out about Titanic Panic um, in 2017. A friend just sent me the script randomly because I had a lot of... We're all... A bunch of us are friends within the industry and we share scripts that we read that we like with each other. And someone sent it to me and said, you should check this out. And they knew I was a fan of, of Grady um, Hendrix because I love My Best Friend's Exorcism and Paperbacks from Hell. And I read it. I said, this script is fucking awesome. I can't wait to see it made. And then cut to um, was six or so, six to eight months later. And my agent reaches out to me and says, Hey, Fangoria is making this movie, Satanic Panic. And they'd like you to consider directing it. And I said, I know the script. I love the movie. Let me pitch my my vision to them. And, uh, uh, you know, let me make that movie. And so, uh, I got on the phone with the Fangoria team and pitched them my vision. And I also sent them an email with film references and tonally what I would want it to be and music references and all this stuff and I said this is why I'm the best person for the job and just really pitch the shit out of it and they said yes
1: this film is a horror comedy and I'm always curious about that balance between trying to get the laughs and trying to get the scares um, is it was that kind of embedded in the script or is it up to you as a director to try to get that tone right and do you Preference one in hoping that the other kind of follows suit, or is it just a balancing act throughout the whole film?
0: Um, It's 100% a balancing act. Um, A lot of it is Grady Hendrix's words, um, because a lot of the comedy comes from that, but it's also all in the delivery, and luckily um, this script is, this movie is surrounded by incredible actors who just were able to bring the comedy to life and it is absolutely a balancing act with the comedy and and with the horror. But I also just revisited a lot of my favorite horror comedies, and I was like, okay, let me let me look at these now as a filmmaker. How are these directors tackling, um, you know, the the fine line of horror horror and comedy, which I do think are hand in hand because it's all about timing and it's all about a release. It's like most a lot of times when you watch a scary movie and you jump or scream it's usually followed by a laugh because you're just sort of releasing that tension um but i have to give a ton of credit to not only grady's words but the the actors who say them because they make my job uh pretty easy
1: (laughs) talking about those actors Haley griffith she plays your lead role of sam um there's many reasons why she's just great in this role what i really liked about it was the physical comedy aspects she brought about it there's a certain slapstick at times uh, to that performance and I think slap, slapstick in certain horror films do go hand in hand I always evoke back to like the Evil Dead films and what Bruce Campbell does in those movies how important was it to find an actor who can do those type of elements and bring it to this role
0: oh so important and you know Haley, she had done a self-tape she was based in New York and um you know I saw her audition and I said this she's Sam there's no question about it like this, this role is hers and luckily the producers agreed with me and they said, yeah, let's, let's, let's take a chance, you know? And she just absolutely crushed it. And, um, and she had so much fun making the movie too. So, uh, her energy just, energy uh, that comes through, um, in her performance, but, uh, yeah, she just, and she's also one of the funniest people I know. So you know she's bringing her natural sense of comedy to the role as well, and I think that that totally comes through. Um, but yeah, we have this cast is so incredible. I'm so honored I got to work with all these awesome actors.
1: Um, Rebecca Roman is also one of those. She plays the role of Danita, who's kind of the, the leader of this satanic cult. Having her on board, I mean, that is a big name actor, has been in a lot of big films. What does she bring to the set? Um, which I'm sure was occupied with a lot of actors and such who might have been new to the industry. Does she bring a certain leadership uh, amongst the cast?
0: Um, uh, yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, a lot of the cast had um, known her. I think Arden already knew her and um, yeah, getting to work with her is really fun, especially since I you know grew up with like the watching the X-Men movies and, and um. And seeing her, you know, on the big screen was very cool to get to direct her and work with her. And she she brings such there's just these little subtleties that she does with the character that I absolutely love. And and you can you might pick up on it the first time viewing, but even second, third time, you know, she she does these little things within the movie that I loved so much that I would tell her, I'm like, okay, keep doing that. Or how she deliver a line, or a look she would give. Because um, Danica's obviously like the. The, the powerhouse of the movie, and she is just so fierce, and uh, she just brought this awesome, awesome um, energy to the to the part. And so, you know, and in a way, when she when she steps on set, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, she's she's the, the everyone's sort of hailing to to the queen that that she is in the film."
1: The film features a lot of gut busting, heart ripping, gross out scenes, and a lot of them are made with practical effects. How important was that for you yeah. to have that kind of hands-on approach to the effects work? Because as a, you and I big fan of horror films, I'm sure the films that we grew up, grew up with were films that were just filled with the practical work. And we appreciate the artists behind them as well. How cool would that be to have these creatures, these effects in front of you as opposed to working with, with some of them in post?
0: Yeah, so the Practical Effects, that's part of the Sangoria brand. Um, that's, you know, who they are. they they practical all the way. And, um, you know, I think it's really, from a filmmaking standpoint, I really like um, working with Practical Effects because, you know, we still haven't gotten the technology in terms of the VFX world to, to trick the eye. Like, we're not quite there yet in terms of sort of tricking the audience to think whether it's real or not. Um, I think we'll get there eventually, but to have something like tangible, because it's more believable for the audience. They see that it's real. They can tell that the actors are interacting with something real. That's not, you know, a green tennis ball that then we built around um, in post. And so I loved doing practical effects. Obviously they take time and there's a lot of care that has to go into shooting them and making sure everything's working. And but that, the access to interact with something real is is the best, and it just elevates the performance. Um, and, though I, you know, I'm a big fan of the newer Evil Dead movie, um, which I think is a perfect blend of VFX and practical effects. I think that's done so beautifully. Um, but not all movies get the luxury of that budget. So, you know, we were able to achieve amazing things with our practical effects and i'm so proud of them and even getting to do things like reverse photography which Mm. i was you know studying evil dead and watching how they shot that and you know applying that to my movie and which was really fun but yeah the the practical working on practical effects is always a blast
1: this is a film that took 18 days 18 days to shoot now you you come from a background where you were an assistant for uh, jason bloom over at bloom house in that studio is known for it's it's frugal filmmaking, uh, kind of like in the great tradition of Larry Cohen and Roger Corman. There's a budget, um, they meet that budget, but then the films come out and they look even better than what's like what what the budget you know, dictates for it. Um, when you go on set for this movie, is there philosophies or is there approaches that you take that you learn from your time over at Bloom House that you bring to your own production? Oh, uh, absolutely! Like I'm
0: so lucky that I sort of got to watch I got to go on set for almost every movie um, that was shot in LA that Blumhouse did when I was working there so I got to watch James Wan you know build a scare and I got to work for Adam Robitel on Insidious 4 and I just you know being on set and watching you know like or watching Lee Winnell you know watching any of these directors um, is incredible and that helped prepare me and I was definitely always watching always observing listening to how like he's dropping onto how you know directors were talking to their actors and their dp and and that experience was just invaluable and I learned a lot from just working for Jason um to sort of predict the unpredictable and to work hard and um to to be adaptable too because things are always changing and you just have to adapt to that um And, yeah, so I think that definitely prepared me. Um, But, you know, by the time I was done assisting Adam Robitaille in of 4, I was ready to tackle a feature. I said, okay, all right, I'm ready to do this. Um, Now it's my turn.
1: (laughs) Uh, Final question here, Chelsea. Um, I think the horror movie experience are ones that are particularly uh, monumental for film fans. I still remember my first horror movie, and I've... Um, listen to an interview where you talked about your first horror movie experience as well, which I'm pretty sure was Night of the Living Dead. Um, a lot of people are going, might have their first experience with your movie, Satanic Panic. What's it like to know that people are watching your films in theaters and that a lot of them are going to be introduced perhaps to this um, genre through your movie? I'm sure that brings about a certain uh, elation as, long as, a, as well as a responsibility from you, both as a horror fan and as a, as a filmmaker.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, um, it makes me emotional in the best way. Um, I love that. One of my sort of goals with Satanic Panic Panic is that I hope, um, like the idea of someone being able to, you know, see the movie in September in the theaters or rent the, the Blu-ray when it comes out. And I hope that, you know, a, uh, a group of, you know, teenagers rent a, Rent the movie and, you know, a, a bunch of teenage girls have a slumber party and watch Satanic Panic and look at it and say, oh, man, I want to I don't want to direct a movie like that. And maybe it inspires um, someone to, to pursue filmmaking um, and pursue filmmaking in the horror genre. And that's, you know. That would be my dream for it um, and for people to just have fun watching it and, you know, forget their their daily life or any problems they might be dealing with just for, you know, 89 minutes and just have to have fun and uh, put all their sort of troubles aside and just take a ride with the Satanic Panic.
1: So for everyone listening, September 6th in the U.S., in theaters on demand in digital satanic panic. It's a great mix of horror comedy, Chelsea. You did a great job here, and it's been a pleasure to talk to you today. I've been following you on Twitter and uh, following the progress of the movie. So uh, congratulations to you, and hopefully we can talk again in the future when other projects come up as well. Yeah,
0: thank you so much for having me, Matt.